Welcome to One Haas, a podcast devoted to bringing the Haas community closer together through your stories. I'm your host, Sean Lee, and my mission is to help open our eyes to the network we never knew we had. This is Sean, and I'm here today with Luca Cosentino of the Full-Time MBA 2019 program. Let's start with where you're from. I'm Italian from Rome. Then I was living in London three years, and then I moved here to uh, California. What did you study in college? Engineering. I had an engineering degree, industrial engineering, and now I'm trying to build on that to switch a little bit more into computer science. And so let's. I just want to hear a little bit about your past before Haas. You said you worked at a Google, Procter & Gamble. What were your roles there? So I started my career as an engineer, right? I, I'm an engineer by education, and my first experience was Procter & Gamble. So as you may understand, I was an engineer with a commercial background at Procter & Gamble, and as a result of these two different roles, when I moved to London for American Express, I got a job in the analytical team, business insights team. So I was kind of using some data skills, but also like how to transform this data into business advice or uh, business insights or actually like go-to-market plans for American Express clients. I see. And and then I did exactly the same job at Google. And I know you had mentioned to me that back in, was this back in Rome when you started your own startup advertising? Yeah. So yeah, I didn't mention that before, but I dropped college for two years in my bachelor degree to start a company. So basically I was working with a group of friends to promote advertising activities or events or whatever like related to promotion into university students. So for university students, we actually worked for millennials before realizing that someone else called that millennials. It was back in, I think, 2010. And yeah, then then it didn't really work out. It was possibly like not a very good moment to start those kind of companies because everything was switching online. I didn't realize that at that point. It was a kind of a fault of mine, but it was an amazing experience. And every company I worked for later, I didn't find the same excitement that you have working for your own company. Yeah. yeah. Is that kind of what you're looking for here at Berkeley? Because I, I know, so a little background on Luca at Berkeley. Luca is the um, co-president yes. of the BEA Berkeley Entrepreneurs Association, right? right? And I know you're, you're heading up a lot of initiatives here as, as a co-president. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. The one thing that I think can be done a lot better in this Berkeley ecosystem is connecting students, is is fostering this scenario of a university that works as a university and not as a a group of separate schools working individually towards their their plans. And what do do you mean by that? Yeah, by that, I mean that we're working with the Entrepreneurs Association to connect student clubs across the old campus with the main focus on connecting business people with technical people. Hopefully, we want to help them start companies or start projects that can possibly lead into companies, that can possibly lead into accelerators, that can possibly lead into a Y Combinator funding and, and, and so on. But what we are really trying to do is to create this entrepreneurial community across Berkeley. The starting point of this conversation is we moved here in business school in, when was it, in August. So after the orientation week, you realize that there's not a ready-to-go program to start your company. Yeah. And we want to take all the burden 
of finding people, going through legal processes, going through finding resources. We want to take that out from the equation. We want to solve this problem for people Mm -hmm. so that people can join the business school. And since September, they can apply to this program, getting matched with other people, technical or business, depending on where they come from, and start working and see what happens. And by across Berkeley, I think uh, you really mean across all the schools, the, the law school, the engineering school, not just yes. student clubs within Haas. Yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you one more sentence here. So people realize this need when, when we moved to business school. And we had people starting this wonderful initiative that was called Idea Jam. So people met on Sundays or other slots in the week, and they were discussing about potential ideas and brainstorming about potential ideas, like following a sort of Disney methodology, building a list of ideas and then filtering by how interest, how applicable, etc. But then nothing really started after that because there were no technical resources to join these potential ideas and making that happen. And when I told to student clubs in the technical side, it was mostly the opposite. A lot of people were building things, but none of them consider the business application of that. So why not matching that and making something valuable and, and being the inspiration for a lot of people to do go outside yeah. and start what they want? I agree. I completely agree. That's actually uh, one of the challenges I've been thinking about is because a, a piece of that is also how do you match business-minded people with engineers, right? Because... A lot of times, especially in the beginning, you have this this ex- excitement, this exuberance to to work together. But then I see this all the time at hackathons or these startup weekends and things like that. But then you realize, I don't know if this is the right partner. I don't know if this is the right arrangement. And people just throw away ideas. They just stop working on it. Have you thought about anything in that realm? Yeah. So number one is... We're working with student clubs exactly to capture this perspective sooner rather than later. So we're asking the student clubs to provide us with their perspective and say, hey, this is our idea, but what do you think of this idea? Can that work for your students? Is it added value for your students? Are you keen to support what we're doing or just spreading the message and and see how it goes, right? I think the number one problem is as you described before, this cultural difference. And and when I say culture here, I actually mean two things. Number one is the mindset, ideas versus building something. But on the second point, I think it's very important to also keep in mind the age difference. If you consider people from business school, and I'm now referring mostly to the MBA program, you get here, I don't know, between 26, 27, 30 years old, something like that. An undergrad, in computer science is 19, 20, 21. Yeah. So there are kind of 10 years different. So there's a social profile that is different and there's an age difference, which is pretty wide. How do we solve that? I think people are looking for success stories and are looking for cases that justify what they have to do in the next future. So I'm planning on leveraging my network as well as network of people in BA and other people in school to say to bring people that had this mixed background and saying, I'm a computer science grad from Berkeley, for instance, and now I've been working at Google in the product side. But guess what? My what made a big difference for me was having 
a strong experience in the technical side, but also strong experience in the business side. So understanding what I was building, what could be the application for what I was building, who's going to use that. And on the business guy saying, the MBA is great, but had I not worked with engineers for three years, I would have not been able to get the success that I got. So cultural, cultural moments, cultural events, then, then concrete projects that people can work on and then real experience and then possibly next steps. Yeah. That's, this is what we're Getting funding and all those things. I really like this thought of really soliciting feedback from MBA students and engineering students or even law students because I, I've been trying to think of how to solve this challenge. When I had my co-working space in LA, I would host some of these events and I would see this this just this dilemma where it's not an idea problem, it's not a business problem, it's it's a people problem. A lot of times when you just it's so difficult to match people up. I think I think you're totally right, and and we see this problem happening a lot of time. And probably FOMO is the number one problem that every business school in the world has, possibly. Right? I thought about it a lot. My conclusion to put this program in place would be shortening as much as I can the time of the program. And what I when I say that, I mean, instead of doing a year program, right? A program that lasts one year, what I can do is like a three-month program where people commit what they can do in three months. And three months to me, it's not enough to build like great products, but at the same time, is you, I, I feel you can keep yourself accountable for three months. So you can see what is happening three months from now and hopefully you don't drop because you have this commitment for three months. So I don't expect that this program is going to create the new Facebook or the new Google in, in six months. That's not my expectation. But if I have people working together, realizing what, what are they good at and what they have to improve and how they feel in working together, technical and business people, I think that's great. That's my expectation. If the group of people has a successful three months period, then they can move to the next step. They can go to the house, they can go to Skydeck, mm-hmm. they can go to launch, they can just keep going themselves. But the value is moving these people from nothing to something. And then hopefully they'll find a way. I like that. I think that's an excellent idea. And also, you, you if you think about like for one second, but just the business school perspective, you join in August and from what I've seen, August to December is very low risk in terms of dedicating a number of hours to something else. Yeah, you probably give up some career event. Probably that's the worst case, right? But you get experience and you get something that no one else in your class is getting exposure to, which is your own experience. Getting to your room with your people and figuring out what you have to do. Mm -hmm. I think this is really valuable on top of what we get from classes, Mm -hmm. on top of what we get from conferences, because it moves away from the learning path and it goes to the practical side of of the learning. And you're building some structure around it. I think that's what's so important. Many people think entrepreneurship is about this non-structured fire from the hip, but even entrepreneurship, we have the lean model. We have all these other business models, uh, the lean startup canvas, right? There, there are structures and frameworks that does help build a more you know, co- cohesive team and a better business without having to write out a business plan the, the traditional way. How's your time here at uh, Haas so far? So for me, 
business school is it's a very important moment of, of my life. It is not only like having fun. That's definitely a, an important part. But I also rely on those two years for hopefully the next of my career. I don't see myself going to school one more time after that. I think that's my last chance of spending my day focusing on what I want to do as opposed to, I mean, focusing on what I want to learn more than just what I want to do. And so that takes a lot of, a lot of my time doing stuff outside of, even outside of business school to complement what I'm doing in class with a more practical experience. That's one. Number two is time that I spend with people has because every conversation you have with people, you learn something that you didn't consider before. And it's pretty impressive for me. I don't want to necessarily touch on how nice people are because they are, but we all know that at this point. I think what is really important is how people get there, how people get to where they want to be and what are the steps that they take. And it's impressive because you see that a lot of people do something that you wouldn't do or would take a different route from the one that you would personally take. But then six months after, you said, oh, you know, that worked. That worked possibly better than what I'm doing. And that's pretty impressive for me personally. Like how many times in your life you are surrounded by 300 MBAs and possibly more if you consider the old network and, and the second years, et cetera. So how many times in your life you're really surrounded by a bunch of right decisions? a bunch of different steps that help you achieve what you want. And it, at that point, I mean, I'm really curious. I'm generally like observe what people do. My thought process really changes. My thought process goes to like a different level than before because I start analyzing not just what I have in mind, but possibly the opposite of that. Say, would that work? Would that not work? What do I think? And that is changing my, my way of The last question I have is for our listeners and for, you know, the Haas MBA network, how can we help and support you either with BA or with your personal endeavors? So I'm really focused right now on BA because I see a lot of value for myself as well in the long run. And I hope that every business school student at Berkeley sees the same. So I'm creating this resource for me and for everyone else. I think we have three main pillars right now for the Entrepreneurs Association. One is creating this program. And with that respect, every connection, idea, or spare hours that people want to put to support this program, please reach out because that would be really needed. Second is connecting people to startups. And having those people that don't necessarily want to go for their own experience doing a, I don't know, three months, six months project within one of the startups. We have similar programs. People are doing that right now, but we can expand it a lot more. We can work across different accelerators. We can also like expand in the Bay Area so we can make Berkeley a lot more visible than it is now. And third, we want to be the one-stop shop for entrepreneurship across Berkeley. So even here, if you have time to write an article about like startups or something that you're passionate about or something that you see on the market and help Berkeley getting exposure outside, that would be great because hopefully you'll get in touch with people related to entrepreneurship and that you can bring them here and Berkeley Entrepreneurs Association becomes 
like the center for entrepreneurship for a bunch of resources. So hopefully if you if we have people that are into entrepreneurship by first degree or second degree or third degree, whatever, please give us any help because that would be reflected on your personal profile in the future. Okay. End of the day, Berkeley is a brand that you gonna carry forever. Yeah. Not just for two years. Yeah. And if we all make a small effort to make it better, that's gonna have a massive impact. Okay. Thank you so much, Luca. My pleasure. Today. We'll uh, hopefully catch up with you soon and see how we can further help BEA Absolutely. in its endeavors. Please do. Thanks a lot. Thank you for tuning in today. My aim is to bring the Haas community closer together through your stories. We're always looking for Haasis willing to share their stories and experiences so that we can give you more insights into the different programs, different careers, and ultimately different perspectives. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please feel free to email me for suggestions on how I can improve this podcast, or if you have any recommendations on people or content you'd like to hear. My email is reachshawn at berkeley.edu. That's spelled R-E-A-C-H-S-E-A-N at berkeley.edu. 